When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. This is the CHGO Bears podcast. It's a very interesting day for it. We are presented by DraftKings Sportsbook, America's top-rated sportsbook. Download the app and use the promo code CHGO when you sign up. Stack show for you today, Mark Harmon, Kevin Kadek. We've got Nicholas Moriano out at Hallis Hall. The Bears have spoken. We have Justin Fields news, which if you've somehow missed that, which I doubt you have because you're a Bears diehard. And thanks to all our diehards who came out last night. That was awesome. We'll talk about that as well. Uh, but we'll get to that in one second. Also coming up, Carmen, Carmi V, Carmen Vitale, 12.15. Will DeWitt will be here at 12.30, our last show before Thanksgiving. Woo. And happy turkey to everyone. So let's just jump right in here. The news is this. Justin Fields, day-to-day, he may play Sunday. He may not play Sunday. He's not going on injured reserve. I think it's fair that we can deduct from today's press conference that he will play at some point this season, maybe as early as Sunday. And the to me, the money quote coming out of there from Matt Eberflus, which I tweeted out, Adam Hogas tweeted out, a bunch of people have tweeted out because it stood out. If he's ready to play, he is going to play. The reason is we are trying to win. Which makes me nervous and partly excited all at the same time. <laughs> well, what you did leave out of there as well, Zach Wilson is benched. Mike White is the starting quarterback for the for, for the Jets. Right. Um, Don't care about the Jets, but yes, that's true. That is all true. The Jets could very well be eight and two right now if Zach Wilson uh, was not, you know, a crappy quarterback. Uh, I don't know if Mike White improves their chances of winning. I would think not, but if Justin Fields goes in there. I think we might get lured into all picking the Bears again on Sunday. Yes, and outside you, you see, you're in, you're in the micro. I'm in sort of the macro of my yeah, yeah, yeah. Like my enjoyment of Bears football is greatly increased if Justin Fields is on the field. But I don't want to be selfish and root for him to play and want him to play when it put, could put him in danger. But Flus is this is. Old school, Kevin. I, that's how I see him. Hey, if he's ready to play, he's going to play. We're trying to win. There's, I don't even know if Matt Eberflus knows the word tank, honestly. That is that is not in his vocabulary. I just heard Nicholas Moriano laugh, so let's bring him in here. We can't see him because he's at Alice Hall, but we can hear him. Nick, you were there. You were in the room. The, the feeling of uh, everything that went on. And by the way, I guess we should also mention breaking news. Lucas Patrick who was supposed to be the Bears center this year, has a broken toe, had surgery, done for the year, which was a bit of a out-of-nowhere minor bomb that came out today as well. But, uh, Nick, what what stood out to you today from, from Matt Eberflus? There was certainly a lot there. Yeah, Matt, or just, to, just Mark, sorry, to kind of continue off of that, like that came out of nowhere, right? Lucas Patrick, oh, yeah, he's, he's going on IR, he's going to miss the rest of the season. So, you know, the Bears – 
never get an actual opportunity to see that offensive line at full strength with him at center, Tevin Jenkins in there. So, you know, that came out of left field, but just saying that it seems like what you mentioned earlier, Justin Fields will get a chance to play this season, not going on IR. And how Eberflus was talking about it, it's like, you can, there's experience is very important to Matt Eberflus. That's what he prioritizes. And if Fields is able to play, if Fields gets cleared by the medical team, which is the first step, he says to the coaches he's able to play, then, you know, he's going to play his guys. And experience is a big part of this. And he also, like you mentioned earlier, he gives him the best chance to win. There's no doubt about that. Even probably an injured Justin Fields is going to be a way better option for the Bears winning games than Trevor Simeon is. So that's how Matt Eberflus is approaching it, and that's what they're kind of going with right now. Uh, he also, just for anybody who's in full panic that he's going to play and they're going to put him in harm's way, Eberflus did have one quote at the back end of it. If we ever feel a guy is going to go out there and harm himself, we would never put a player in harm's way. So there was that. Then he was also asked about Tevin Jenkins and why he was active, which to me would fall under the umbrella of putting someone in harm's way who's not 100%. Now, Tevin never made it to the field, but he was active. I'm not sure that we can fully believe the flus when he says we would never put a player in harm's way. I don't, I don't think they're going to be completely reckless with this, but yeah. I do think, like, listening to him, I think he wants this guy out there. That, that's, that's, that, that's my sense of what's going on. And you know what, Mark, to kind of build off of that, like he was also asked, does it impact that you're playing the New York Jets this Sunday, Who, it, it, which is a defense that is top 10 in quarterback hits that can get to the quarterback and really apply pressure. And he said, you know, the Jets have a good defense, have a good secondary. If Justin is ready, he's ready. So it doesn't matter what team they're playing against. And obviously when you're more susceptible to taking a lot of hits from a good defensive unit that the Jets have, Iberflus is still kind of standing by the point that if he's ready to go, he's going to go and play. I mean, breaking news, though, I think I just – are these my Shady Rays? Those are your Shady Rays. I mean, I just got handed my Shady Rays. It's kind of a big deal. I feel way cooler than I felt five minutes ago. Very sexy Mustang. I – I don't know if you can quite tell on camera who's got the better raise, but I well, I mean, Sarah looks so much better than we do. Well, well, that's a that's obvious. That, that's a no brainer. But I mean, These we look nice. Uh, I literally hey, asked Jake. I was I like, "Is this you. for me?" <laughs> Sarah, put yourself on camera. Uh, <laughs> Dan, Daniel says, "Harm with yet another the, poor uh, fashion choice." You nice. really? I think I love mine. You do look good. I I I. This is. I feel like super oh, badass super with these. Nice. I'm so happy with my choice. Thank you, Shady Rays. We'll talk about you at length. Uh, Kev, go ahead. Jump in here. I, I know you were you were mumbling something. That, that... <laughs> yeah, definitely mumbling. Uh, I understand what, where, where Flus is coming from. Like You, okay. you definitely do want to win games. I don't necessarily agree with everyone else in the Chicago media that says, oh, the, te like, the team has to learn how to win now. But I think that... Whoever you have going forward in 2023, 2024, 2025, and whether that's 10 players from this roster or 20 players or whatever, you still got to show up these last six weeks and you still got to keep building that culture because that's obviously very important. It's interesting that you use the word culture because I'm actually pretty confident in their culture right now. Yeah. But what I'm not confident in is their ability to throw the football when they absolutely have to throw the football, which is why I want to see them out there. That 
needs to develop. Mm-hmm. It is they're at the bottom of the NFL, and it's been proven time and time again this year in the fourth quarter when they absolutely have to have it. And even by the game plan this week, or the the play calling this week is a better way of putting it. Thank you very much. Right. The play calling this week it showed that Luke Getzey's not comfortable with the fact they can just drop back and do it when the other team basically knows that you're going to have to drop back and do it. So that's to me that's the biggest reason why I want to see him out there, but not at the expense of him having some horrible offseason surgery, which knocks him out for six weeks. But none of us are doctors here. But I, I, I going forward, Nick, I mean, what what's your sense coming out of there? Do you, do you think he plays this week? It kind of seems like it's leaning towards that that direction there, Mark. Um, again, with how Iberflus is kind of saying things, like if he's ready to go, he's ready to go and Obviously, he was cleared to practice today, so that's what the Bears are doing uh, as of right now. And then Justin Fields is scheduled to talk at 145 after this, so we'll get to see how he's feeling, what he's dealing with. But, like, right now, Iberfus didn't – he also didn't disclose exactly the injury that Justin Fields has. Is it separated? Is it dislocated shoulder? So we are still kind of in in the gray in that part. But – just based off what he's saying, what he wants to see, the benefits of playing that experience. Like you were talking about, Mark, this passing game still has a lot to prove. Still has a lot to prove under Justin Fields. But I wonder with now this injury, how does that affect his in-game playing style? Is he going to be more susceptible to just stay in the pocket because he doesn't want to try to take those hits elsewhere? Even though if he does that, you know, he's he's there's a good chance he can get hit as well with how the offensive line is playing. So I wonder how this injury affects his playing style moving forward is he going to be forced to throw more passes or is he still going to be that justin fields that if he sees an open he's going to take it slide i'm curious to see how he can handle that and again it's going to go back to what is the exact pain he's dealing with and if he's capable of playing through it and playing it still a high level nick there was uh that quote um that flu says there will be a big argument if ryan poles yeah poles doesn't want justin to play and Fluce does do you think those two guys are on the same page? Good question. I think so. He he said that like jokingly too. Okay. He, was, he was smiling as he was saying that. So um, he said like, you know, there've been discussions in the past where they have disagreed, but they talked through it. So when he said that, I don't think he was, um, you know, as serious about it because he was smiling when he was talking about Ryan. Pohl that's why you're there, Nick. Yeah. Play. Yep. That's exactly why. But yeah, so he was um, smiling when he said it. So I don't know if I would think those two, they've been on, on the same page for the majority of the season. So I think that's how they're kind of playing it. And what was interesting in that part of it, uh, and Nick, actually, why don't, why don't we let you go, Nick? Because uh, we got Carmi coming in here, and uh, we will – I know you got a bunch to write, so check out uh, – Nick's going to have a bunch of stuff for you. A, all chgo.com, a bunch of content coming up from today. It's unlocked now. It, unlocked and ready to rock. I felt good about what I just said right there. Uh, and, of course, Fields talking later, so – Keep up on Twitter as well as we're, of course, uh, all over everything that's happening. Great stuff, Nick. Appreciate you. All right, you guys. Have a good one. All right, Carmen's coming in here. But I, the, what was interesting about that little, you know, who would win in the argument between you and Poles? And I'm, I'm sitting there right when the question is asked. I'm like, well, Poles would win. He's the general <laughs> manager. That's how. That's the hierarchy here. Yeah. But he, Flus joked about it, but then he also, I thought he – at least wanted to make a point saying we have disagreements. We're not, you know, I'm not just going to roll over basically on everything and mm-hmm. they, they hash it out. So there's, it, it, it is 
I, I wonder, I don't know what those disagreements have been. I would love to know, but I, I thought it was interesting that he mentioned, like, we have disagreements. Right. You know, I think this does answer the question. It's like, are they trying to tank? Um, because not, I just yeah. talked about this on the Chicago Sports Podcast with Luke. There's, you know, I think everyone thinks tanking is, oh, well, you go out there and you try to lose. You throw the game, you throw it. That's not how it works. The way you do tank is some of these decisions you make. Okay, let's have Trevor Simeon start uh, the last three games of the season. Let's bring in players who aren't, you know, we see what the Blackhawks right now and the roster there, you know, those guys that they're rolling out are trying to win and they have won games, but in the end, that's not an NHL roster capable of, of you know. Uh, it's a tanking roster. Right, it's a tanking roster. So I think the Bears right now, like I think they got themselves into a certain position where they're not going to win a lot of games because you trade away Khalil Mack, you trade away Roquan Smith, uh, you trade away uh, Robert Quinn. Um, you maybe brought in guys who are not legitimate roster or, you know, who are going to make a big impact on wins or losses. Byron Pringle comes to mind. Yeah. Well, and look, if they were fully trying to tank, mm-hmm. they wouldn't have traded for Chase Claypool. That is a that is a management. You disagree? I mean, I think that's Full, a, that's a long play. That's that's a longer play than. I I don't you, think you, I, you really think they brought in Claypool and thought this guy was going to immediately unlock. No, but I I don't think they were. I I but I don't think their mindset was let's do whatever we possibly can to get the number one pick. Well, let, right. You know, so if they were if if they had somebody that was targeted. Yeah, and, I mean, I guess that's right because right now it's right now as it stands, that'd be the thirty fifth. They gave up the thirty fifth pick for for Claypool, right? right. So I mean, maybe you're you're rolling the dice and thinking, okay, well we're uh, giving up pick you know forty six or fifty. I think there was just I think there was at least part of polls, and he said this where he felt guilty or I forget the exact word that he used but subtracting from the locker room that had a good culture and Robert Quinn was a he didn't like taking him out of there but he had to do what was best for the team I think he did like giving at least a little bit of an infusion to hey guys I know this is hard we're subtracting from the defense but let me give you a wide receiver that you know you guys can hopefully start working on right but now. But I, I was saying it's, it's just not a move that you made like, okay, this is going to take us from seven to 10 wins. No, 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 of course, of course. That, that's, that's all true. All right. Or uh, even three to six. <laughs> like. Yeah, no, I, 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 I get it. There, there was, it wasn't a move like to actively, let's try to figure out how we can win some games right now. I will say this. It, it was a move for the future, but. Cl- but Claypool is going to have to start playing better or I'm going to take the duct tape off the back of my True Biscuit. Well, that's, a, you, it's a, that's an excellent point. Hey, uh, before we get to Carmi, the Comet Energy Efficiency Program is committed to helping families and businesses in the communities where they serve and manage energy usage and lower energy bills. Here's the point. Comet offers a wide array of incentives on lighting and other efficiency upgrades for commercial, industrial, and the public sector, you, the customer, of all sizes across their territory. You are going to save money, and you're also going to be helping out the world all at the same time, energy-wise. So this is what you do. You visit comed.com slash poweringbiz, and you will start saving money and energy right now. Start a project. Contact them uh, via phone, 855-433-2700, or email-wise, businessee at comed.com. Businessee at comed.com, or for somebody like myself, Public sector EE. Public sector EE at comed.com. 
Green Ridge Farm is a Chicago local meat and cheese company offering you a better all-natural option. Mm. Green Ridge Farm are makers of all-natural deli meat, sausages, and their famous meat sticks. So tasty. Perfect for tailgating, happy hour, and school lunches. We've had them here. We've we've got a, a, a whole fridge. I'm hoping that Jake's going to grill up some Jake right now. Jake was talking about grilling some up, but I think he actually... Uh, Ordered like some got Italian beef. He's it, got something it, up. I may take one of those Green Ridge Farms and put it in the Italian beef that's coming. The Green Ridge Farm has been a huge hit at our tailgates, which, by the way, we have yeah. one coming up December 4th. And Green Ridge Farm will be there providing more meat. Yeah. Uh, with 16 grams of protein per stick, they make a perfect post-workout snack. The meat sticks come in chicken, black forest beef, and flavors like jalapeno cheddar and spicy chili. If you haven't tried them yet, you don't know what you're missing. You can always find them in the refrigerated section at Costco, Sam's Club, or in your local Chicagoland grocery store. Right now, when you order any three meat products at GreenRidgeFarm.com and include a pack of meat sticks in your cart, those meat sticks will be free simply by using code CHGO at checkout. So check out Green Ridge Farm. Again, they're a Chicago local meat and cheese company. Better all-natural option. Local meat, local cheese, natural, health, taste, everything you want, Green Ridge Farm. Uh, everything you also want covering the NFL for Fox Sports and, of course, with us as much as she can be because she loves CHGO deep in her heart. Carmi V, good to Carmi. see you. Happy Thanksgiving. Happy Thanksgiving, guys. Nice to see you. I like this the more intimate setup you guys have going right now. It, it does. I like your Thanksgiving-colored hat. That's a very, like, that's a great hat for Thanksgiving. <laughs> Um, I do. I kind of look like a turkey right now. My my color palette is very uh, <laughs> turkey. Is very Thanksgiving right now. But that's okay. Hey, hey, we want to go around the NFC North with you a bit, but we got to start with your reaction to the Bears news today. When Justin Fields is healthy, he will play. Lucas Patrick done for the year. Anything surprising to you with the Bears news of the day? Yeah, I mean, the Fields news, I, I didn't really know what to make of it because, you know, Eberflus asked directly earlier in the week, was like, wouldn't commit to this not being season-ending. And I'm like, if you knew at that point it wasn't season-ending, why wouldn't you just kind of put that to bed? But, I mean, maybe it, this, maybe Justin Fields really actually is questionable, and it sounds like that's kind of the case, and they're still evaluating this injury. So, um, I like, they're having a walkthrough today him being limited as a guesstimation essentially of what his status would actually be. I would, I would just really, I mean, it, it's, it's interesting to me that they're still pushing for it and it, going back to your tanking conversation. I mean, if they're still trying to play Justin Fields, they're not tanking um, at this point because excellent point. It's like, I, I don't, I don't know what at this point is worth it unless, you know, He's got some development still, I think, in, in, in the passing game. I think he wanted to get more rep, reps as a passer. So I would – hopefully we'll see – if he does play on Sunday, it will, it, it, we'll see a drastic reduction in his number of designed runs, which may regress the offense as a whole, but would probably be better off for Justin Fields. Yeah, okay. Uh, do you trust this coaching staff, Carmi? Do they know what they're doing? I do. Uh, I, everything that, you know, from the coaches that I've, I've talked to, um, granted a, a good friend of mine that's on staff, he was in Jacksonville prior to the bears and told me that this was a breath of fresh air and that it was just completely different. But I recognize that the bar was very low, uh, in urban Myers, Jacksonville. So I don't, you know, there's, there's that, but I also think that they know what they're doing and I trust them, but, or let me take that back. I trust them. But with a first-time head coach, 
all like the lack of experience across like the leadership of this coaching staff. And then that even carries into the front office with Ryan Poles being a first time GM. Um, I think that you're going to essentially have bumps in the road and you're going to make mistakes because you haven't really been here before. Yep. So I think they have a plan and I, I trust in the plan, but the execution of getting there, I think there's going to be, and there has been maybe mis missteps and mishaps and that's to be expected though. Nobody's perfect. Okay. I think I feel better. <laughs> I, 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 last week, everyone's worried about Luke Getze getting another job. Now, now you're all worried. No, like, no, no, no. Hold on. Hold on. Trust the process, Carm. Hold on. Hold on. I don't want to get painted in this like Carm worried neurotic corner. That's like, like, right. like building momentum around like, here lately. Yeah. I, I, I just, I, I, I don't, to the Luke Getze part, first-time offensive coordinator, learning on the job, unlocking Justin Fields. Luke Getze's had a great season. It was a it, great season. It was a little bit, and it was a wonky moment in Atlanta. Matt Eberflus hits principal, solid, high floor, knows what he's doing, solid guy, all of that. And I do my concern or whatever my my analysis i don't I, whatever how is that he's just there's some old school to floose that slightly worries me like i i, I don't want to get into a derrick rose tom thibodeau situation where the year that he blew out his knee that if if we go down that road it was a shortened schedule. They're playing back-to-back-to-back nights, and they're throwing him out there, and, they, and he's never quite healthy, and then he ends up doing it. And like a lot of people have compared Fields to, to Rose. So, like, all I'm saying is, hey, there is nothing wrong with erring. And I think most Bears fans are saying this. There's nothing wrong with erring on the side of caution with this guy. It, we, 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 there's not a huge amount of win other than, in the moment, it feels a lot sweeter with him being on the field. And by the way, that Bulls team was trying to win an NBA championship. This yeah. Bears team is not trying to do anything like that. So that's to me, feels like the most, I know it's different sports, but that feels the most, I believe the word is tangential that everybody uses nowadays. Yeah. Our buddy Rob Schwartz uh, b- brings up the fact if Fields has to wear a harness as Trubisky did in 2019, will he be able to truly develop? Felt like the harness was an issue that limited it's, it's, True's it, ability to make certain throws. It's a great question. Obviously, it's, it's a great point. I mean, we remember Trubisky sat that, that entire preseason right yeah. and, and and in my mind look if he needs a harness then he's sh- then he shouldn't be out there right yeah. i mean do we want to play him with a harness i don't well i think that, that, that that's a figurative harness is you're, you're being sat for the last six games of the season when you can't play yeah i no. i mean i would exercise caution as much as possible and i think you need to weigh and again i i, I feel like i get dinged for this a lot by bears fans but like there's clearly still questions from this coaching staff on Justin Fields as a passer. He's a dynamic runner. I think he's going to develop into a great quarterback. He's a fantastic athlete. I will never take any of that away from him. But the fact that there, this is a question of it, playing him when he's hurt because they want to see what he can do and get more reps as a passer, that tells me that they still have questions about him. And not maybe uh, imminent questions. I'm not saying they're going out and getting a quarterback in the draft, like in the first round of this of this year's draft. But I mean, you they're clearly trying to evaluate him still. And but still, if that's all it is, I would exercise so much caution, at least this week, also. I mean, if we don't know what the injury is, that's the thing. And I mean, if there's a risk for further injury, I just I don't see how that's worth it. I know it's not his throwing shoulder. 
But again, with how dynamic of a runner he is, the last thing you want is this guy to hesitate when he's going, you know, he's taking off and runs. Like when you hesitate, that's when injuries, that's when more injuries happen, I should say. So I like the fact that they are potentially pushing him to play for this week. I just, I, I don't think, I'm hoping it's just Eberflus being Eberflus and say, like wanting the competitive advantage, wanting to make New York prepare for fields just in case and like have a whole game plan. Because to be fair, as a defense, the game plan changes a ton if you're playing fields versus you're playing Trevor Simeon. Like there are, those are not, those are two very different quarterbacks and you have to prepare for them completely differently. So like, I'm hoping that they are going to be cautious with Justin and this is all just kind of a, all right, New York, make sure that you're preparing for both scenarios type thing. Cause I don't see why it's worth it. I don't. Yeah. I, and to the chat's points about, am I having Chicago PTSD? Yes. It's a real thing. I am. And I think, and I think, I think that I'm not the only one having it. This yeah. is a very valuable commodity. This is a guy who, we're all hoping can lead the Bears to the Super Bowl, and he has shown that he has the potential to do that. So, yes, I am a little bit PTSD-y cautious. Let's let's make sure that we keep Justin Fields healthy because he's Justin damn Fields. And, Carter, to your point, when will the injury report come out today? He's Whenever it does come out, he's going to be listed as limited. Flus has yeah. already said that. So... Uh, and they're just doing a walkthrough today for body maintenance, and apparently they're going to have a very light thing tomorrow, and then they'll do a normal Friday thing. So seems a little bit, uh, you know, they haven't had the bye week uh, yet, so they're they're kind of they're kind of limping to the finish of their first part of the season here because they got the bye week so late. Uh, Carmi, before we bring in Will DeWitt, you're up in Minnesota. You got the Vikings and the Patriots tomorrow, and you know, of course, earlier in the day we got Bills and Lions. And in the middle there, the NFC North is not in existence with the, with the Giants and the Cowboys. Uh, what what's your what's your size up of of Minnesota specifically right now? Best team in the North, but getting smoked by the Cowboys last week. Yeah, I mean, I think that everybody takes a smacking at some point in the season, even the best teams. I mean, Philadelphia lost to Washington. Uh, I'm not saying I'm not putting Minnesota on Philly's level by any stretch of the imagination, but I do think they're a very complete team. They just lack depth. And that's what we saw against Dallas was you had multiple off or defensive starters out. You lose your left tackle early again. And they said Christian Derrissaw is not going to play this week either. Um, Christian Derrissaw, like this was a surprising stat to me when I saw it. He was the high PFF's highest graded offensive lineman in the entire league going into week 10. Like this is a guy that's playing at an extremely high level and is protecting Kirk Cousins as much as possible and that's a huge loss for them. And especially like when you're trying to adjust to that in game, um, it, it was a recipe for disaster with the Cowboys. I think it was pretty fluky for the most part. I expect them to do a lot better down the stretch. Uh, I would expect them to win this game tomorrow against the Patriots. Um, but I do think that Bel- Belichick is going to have something to completely uh, take advantage of the fact that Christian Derrissaw is out and that line is a little in flux in front of Kirk. But, I mean, I, to people saying that, like, the Vikings are frauds and all that other stuff, like, I don't believe that. They've got a very complete team on both sides of the ball. They just lack depth. Um, and so we'll see how much that comes into play. As, you know, making a deep playoff run is hard when, when you don't have reliable or quality backups. So we'll see how that goes. But I, I like the Vikings. I think they're so much fun to watch. And, I mean, yeah, I, every team takes, like, a weird loss. I mean, the Chiefs lost to the Colts this year. I don't know. 
Like it's just, it was one of those. And like Dallas is a good team too. Dallas is a very good team. I mean, my friend Ben Solak at the Ringer just wrote a whole thing about how Dallas is a contender again, much I've, to the chagrin of pretty much everybody else outside of Dallas. I've got a Super Bowl ticket on the Cowboys, so I like to hear that. I, I was, I wanted to take a, a swing at the the two teams that were at fourteen to one at the time I, I placed the bet. It was Cowboys and and Vikings. I chose the Cowboys. So that result last week, wow. I like to see it. Look! Look at look! Everybody's just dropped. I, I can't. I cashed the Rams last year. Last last year at fourteen to one. So there you go. I, I'm feeling good. I'm feeling hot. I mean, Carmi's dropping ringer names. You're dropping Cowboys bets. Why? If we're if we're having a celebration mode here, why don't we talk about the fact that of the top five uh, media people out there, according oh uh, according to uh, uh, Mina Kimes. Uh, of who's the best covering the NFL, Carmi got a mention this week. Wow! I I didn't, so I, you know that's okay. That's okay, Mina. No no problem. But but congratulations there, Carmi. Uh, that was wholly unexpected. It was really funny actually because I got a couple big big time follows from ESPN folks. Like Schefter followed me back, and it was there was a couple ESPN guys that had followed me back like all in the span of a few minutes, and I was like, what's going on? So I went on Twitter. <laughs> And I look and I see that I'm tagged in this video of Mina Kimes talking about the up and coming uh, sports media personalities. And I was shocked that my name was mentioned. Mina is, is, she's someone I've admired, you know, professionally, and she's, she's a friend of mine and she's very kind uh, to have, to have mentioned me like that. So it was, that was, that was a cool moment for me, but you guys are embarrassing me. So. Yes, kind and deserved. Congratulations! I like, I, I like that that Carm couldn't even give you the co- the compliment without saying that he was hurt that he wasn't named. It's all about me. What's wrong Kevin? with you? It's all about me. What's Kevin? wrong with you? What, what's wrong? What what's I, what's right with me? <laughs> <laughs> I'm I'm naming what I Look, come on. Man. I was jealous. I was jealous. I was and no. I was and I was proud of her. Look, I the, hey. I just I just hear that and I get worried that you know, Carmi is not going to be long for CHGO. Well, right. That's that's my no, initial thought. No, 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 thought. no, 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 no. Carmi's not leaving, right? Carmi, you're not leaving CHGO. You love no, hanging no. out with Carm and and everybody here, right? Yes, of course. You guys yes, are. Of course. I mean, Car- Carmi, she can handle this, right? If you were named and you were in that bubble, your head would, wouldn't even fit in oh, that, that here bubble. Here it comes, and it, she's perfectly no. framed because she's handling it correctly. Now, 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 no, now, now all of a sudden, I'm a big ego I guy. I've been thinking that because the whole of who time I am she's as a person. <laughs> a, because of uh, who I am as a person, I like go the opposite direction. Like now, like the crushing weight of expectation is on upon my shoulders, and I'm just like, oh my god, no! Like, you you now just I have keep... to live up to this standard that Mina has. Like I was just perfectly fine under the radar. You but, you just uh, keep no, doing what you you just keep doing what you do, and we appreciate everything you do here. And uh, happy Thanksgiving, Carmi V. Happy Thanksgiving to both of you. I'm hoping for a good spread here in the Minnesota press box. I'll keep you updated. <laughs> I think you're going to get it. Come on, Vikings. Come on through. And by the way, actually, one last thing, and then we're bringing in Will here. Can can we – the Vikings had a ton of tough losses last year, Carmi. Can we draw a line? Vikings last year, Bears this year. Is that – or is that too tall? Too tall. Or do we lose her? She frozen and gone. She froze. She frozen and gone. It's too too tall though. All right, yeah, fine. I froze. I'm back. And I'm gone. Back. No, there she is. Now back. And gone. Okay. Did you Did you hear my question? No, I'm gone. No, I only got like a half of it. 
uh, okay, the question is this. Minnesota lost a ton of tough games last year, and now they're first in the NFC North and have a chance to win the Super Bowl this year. Not as good of the Cowboys because Kevin was right, but they have a chance. Can we draw a line with if the Bears have a successful offseason that they could be next year's Vikings? Um, honestly, I see more parallels between the Bears this year and the Philadelphia Eagles last year in a lot of ways. Um, maybe not so much of like the second half turnaround, but just the way that they kind of overhauled their offense and stuff like that to like mid season. And they're going to be with, you know, the same coaching staff next year and stuff like that. Um, I don't think Minnesota is going anywhere. That's the only reason that I hesitate too. I think that Minnesota is going to continue to be good for a few years to come. I like what they're doing up here a lot as far as not only Kevin O'Connell, but also Kwesi. Um, I think he's, you know, he's, he's taking a different approach. All of the, uh, all of the inner, inner division trades, uh, have been interesting, <laughs> but, um, I, yeah, I just don't think Minnesota is going anywhere, but we'll see. Yep. Fair enough. Fair enough. All right, Carmi. Happy Thanksgiving. Appreciate you. Bye guys. See ya. All right. Uh, before we get to Will DeWitt, let me remind you that Game Time is the hottest new ticketing site that makes it easier than ever to score the best deals on tickets to sporting events, concerts, shows, whatever you need. As I pull up the app right here that has been downloaded by 15 million people, the best prices for anything is right here on the Game Time app, which, by the way, you know, little holiday season here. You want to go see some DePaul basketball? We've got, uh, you want to go see some, 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 some uh, college buckets? Uh, yeah, you can get in and enjoy uh, some DePaul hoops for 10 bucks a ticket here on Friday. Um, it's just, just Who are showing. they playing? Uh, they are playing Texas A&M. Are they doing this, the thing again where they, like, get out to a really good start and you get fooled and then? Uh, I'm not sure, but how about the Northwestern Wildcats? 5-0, buddy. Ooh. Undefeated Cats. Let's go. Yeah. Uh, Wolves, Illini, Northwestern Illinois football this weekend, Northern Illinois football, whatever you need, it's all on here. And, of course, Bears, Packers for our next tailgate. The Game Time app will get you the best value anywhere on the Internet. Floor seats, behind home plate, courtside, up top, 50-yard line. Game Time tickets is the way to go. I want to tell you about DraftKings Sportsbook, which is an official sports betting partner of the NFL, and it's my go-to when betting on the NFL this holiday season. Gonna fire it up tomorrow. Watching yes. the thing, you know, three games. We're gonna have some fun. You got picks? I cashed a big parlay um, last Thanksgiving um, when the Lions played the Bears. Uh, T.J. Hawkinson got that. I had T.J. Hawkinson as an anytime touchdown, and my sister-in-law was taking a picture of my niece at the same time as Hawkinson got into the end zone, and that, like I cashed like an eight or nine hundred dollar parlay. And I jumped up and screamed and scared my little two-year-old. And we got this, you know, on video for for all of time now. I'll have that, to show it to you. That's good parenting. Yeah. Anyway. It's, anyway, check this out. Right now, everyone can earn up to a 100% boost with DraftKings stepped-up same-game parlays. Go to the DraftKings Sportsbook app, place a same-game parlay, and combine multiple bets like which team will win, player props, point totals, and more. The more legs you add, the bigger the boost the bigger your shot to win big. And if you download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now, use code CHGO and place a $5 bet on any NFL team to win their game, you will get $150 in free bets if they do. Only at DraftKings Sportsbook with code CHGO. 
Minimum age and eligibility restrictions apply. See those show notes for details. I'm taking all three underdogs tomorrow. I've got the Lions not getting nice. Because Hogue told you to on yesterday's podcast? I didn't hear him say that. He told you to do a round robin on him. I wasn't you listening. Were the, you were right there. I wasn't listening. <laughs> uh, that, <laughs> I, I, honestly, I didn't, I didn't hear him say that. Uh, that's a bad, That's my bad. I'll just, I, I'll, I actually didn't think it was bad advice. It's kind of fun, and there's a lot of... Points well, being the, given on the the Patriots one is 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 tough here because you're only getting two and a half. That feels, but then been up, but that means to me that like the, all the money's going on Minnesota, so I almost feel mm-hmm. most comfortable in New England. Uh, the Giants, you're getting nine and a half, and you're getting nine and a half also with Detroit. So, any rate, let's bring in our guy Will Dewitt. Who did a phenomenal job Monday night talking me off the ledge uh, with the Fields injury, uh, and his uh, Bears after dark was was What's on up, fire. Will? Will, how are you, sir? Good to see you, brother. I'm doing good. I'm excited. I got new lights. I don't have any hard spots on my face. Apparently, we don't get a background on my green screen to try that today, but (laughs) I'll digress. I feel weird. I hate using green in a Bears podcast. I'm sure you guys understand why, but uh, yeah, here we are. At least it's not the green. It's a different kind of green. matches with the plant in the background. Yeah. There we go. (laughs) and, And we're getting ready for the Packers a week from Sunday, so... There's no. maybe some of, I don't know, there's some point to the green that can be just drawn out here. Will, take us inside the head of Matt Eberflus and the Bears and what happened today. Just give me your read on everything you heard out of Hallis Hall as best you can here because it was a little, uh, I don't know, confusing. There's a word. Yeah, I mean, that's what I was going to say. Like Going into his head, I think I would get lost with this decision-making process of apparently trying to allow Justin Fields to play this week. The dude just dislocated his shoulder. Uh, I don't want to keep diving into the fact that I've had that happen to myself multiple times, and I just understand uh, from personal experience how that can just easily reoccur, especially only a week out from it. He's playing in the National Football League. He's going to take hits. We know this offensive line sucks. It's putrid. I don't know. I think that it's a... Can I say asinine decision if they let him play on Sunday? Is that wow. fair? You can. That's the hard. Put that's that the, in the headline. It's the boldest take that we've gotten on the show today. Well, you've got it. It's it just doesn't make any sense to put the future of the franchise at risk of further injury. And if he's not injured enough where they think he's going to need surgery, why put him in a place that can re-aggravate that injury? Because if it, every time the shoulder dislocates, that labrum gets more and more torn. So if it popped out again then you're possibly looking at surgery, even if it's off the table right now. So I don't understand the decision-making process. I, I hope it's gamesmanship, and they're just hoping that the Jets can like sweat out, like, oh, crap, maybe we have to watch Fields. Uh, but for a fan and just my perspective, like I don't see the reason to. The Bears are going up against Mike White. Why not let us see Trevor Simeon backup versus backup? I, I am very at a loss for words, really, when it comes to that. Decision. Just from a, a, a just from a simple, this dude needs a breather standpoint, right? Like you could just easily make that case. Adam's been saying that all week. This guy is fifth in the league in rushing right now, and th- you know that's those are really hard yards, right? You're you're juking, you're you're uh, getting out of you know stack attempts. That's not. If the guy rushed for 83, he's actually running, you know, 200 yards over the whole thing to, to get those 83 yards. Um, I'm kind of the same way. Like, yeah, if, if the Packers were coming in, obviously we, we all want that win against the Packers at Soldier Field against Aaron Rodgers with, with the Packers reeling. 
we want that, right? But that's still two weeks away. So sit them against the Jets, get them in, you know, get them in, in prime position to beat the Packers on uh, December 4th at Soldier Field. I mean, I think it's... And Oh, uh, real well, quick, I'm just confused, like what the injury could be, because I forgot that even yesterday they mentioned what it's quote not a, a dislocated shoulder. So you're looking at like whatever it is, like you don't want to mess with this guy's shoulder. I don't care if it's a separated shoulder, like an AC joint sprain, what have you. Yeah. I understand that he's tough and he'll play through injuries, and we've seen that in college. Yeah. We've proved it here in the pros too. It just doesn't make any sense to put him in harm's way when you're sitting at a top five draft pick. You're not playing for a playoff spot. And I know he said that we're trying to win. And of course you have to say that you, that's your job as an NFL head coach is to go out there and win games. But at the same time, you have to put into like the future to the equation here. And I'm sure Ryan Poles doesn't want to risk fields getting any further injuries down the road too, because based off of what we've all seen this season, if I was Ryan Poles with the cap space in front of me, the draft picks that it looks like I'm going to have, I would be more than chomping at the bit to start building around this guy and you have all the flexibility to do so. I don't know how much we can draw from the fact that Jalen Johnson wasn't healthy and the Bears put him on the field, and then when he got beat and clearly was not himself after the game, the response was that he, no excuses, he said he was good enough to be out there, so he was out there. There's got to be at least some of that mindset that's going to be in play here with the decision with Justin. He wants to play. He was tr- he was cleared by the trainers. They said it was okay, and he played. Like I could very much hear Flu saying something along those lines, which still which is going to carry as Will's underlining here, considering that he's not going to be quote a hundred percent, but maybe you know yes, good enough to play. There's going to be some some risk in doing that, which. But it seems to me that that. If, that, if that's what comes together, the trainers say he's good to go and Fields wants to play, I don't think Flus is stopping him. I really don't. I mean, he's proven that he wouldn't. And Tevin Jenkins last week said that I can be active, but I can't start. And that's exactly what happened. So they're listening to their players. At some point, though, they have to protect a, a guy like Justin with that elite competitiveness that he does just have instilled inside of him that he's had ever since really high school. When you go back and watch QB one, like you have to sometimes save him from himself. If he is going to say, I'm good to play. And he gets the thumbs up from the trainer saying like, yeah, if you if you feel like you're good, you're good. Like at some point you would expect or hope that someone can step in and it's like, Hey, we don't, it's okay. Like take a breather. Uh, but I'm with you, Mark. If he says he's good, uh, I don't see the bears holding him back, which to me is still unfortunate. I do love the fact that we're going to all go to our Thanksgivings tomorrow, and we are going to be talking about a quarterback of this pedigree and this promise. And it's like, okay, do you do you play him or not? Because we we do recognize that is this this crazy valuable thing that we have. Right, like we are not taking this for granted. And I hope, I really, really hope the coaching staff realizes that as well. Right, you you you've got a a, a treasure that is that is dropped into your hands courtesy thank you very much happy thanks yeah thank you ryan pace and you know just looking at the comments right now jailbreak can't run him in my opinion so take it as you will i'm not sure about the take it as you will what you exactly mean jailbreak but let's just say for argument's sake that that's the deal hey uh he really shouldn't be running that much considering his injury i don't know how you tell luke getsy to 
work a game plan around how he's unlocked this guy and try to protect him out there. If, if, he, if that's the case, that you can't run him because you don't want him getting colliding with people, then, then he shouldn't be out there. I think that's pretty basic. Exactly. And on top of that, you don't have to just tell Getsy. You're going to have to tell Justin, too. And because uh, that's just a part of his game that he's been able to utilize this season. Uh, and the offensive line, as I mentioned, they have not been protecting him. The play protection, like the pass protection has been breaking down. So he's having to move around and make plays with his yeah. feet. And saying, hey, don't do that, you're going to get in his head a bit. And I think he'll be hesitant. And it's just not going to really help the Bears and their chances to win. And if they're going to have to change the system back to what we saw before, like the, the changes at the mini buy. Again, if Justin's not, quote, 100%, Trevor Simeon can at least operate an offense like that. I've seen it in the past. He's not going to wow you, but he could be a game manager type who can play within a system and keep an offense on schedule and maybe allow those playmakers to go out there and do something. It's a totally different type of quarterback. The Bears would have to change up for that. Uh, but still, if you're going to have to change it for Justin and you want to put him in harm's way, just keep him on the sidelines and let Trevor. You paid him to be a backup for a reason, a high-end backup that has – similar experience in a system like this. So I, I don't see why you would, again, throw him into the fire. So at the end of the day, we are not in an exam room. We are not in Justin Fields' body. Mm -hmm. We can't know the pain threshold. But as fans, like it's kind of like my mom says, I'm a mom. It's my job to worry, right? So we're sitting here and we have to worry and hope that those guys are making the right decisions and taking, you know, and, and you – you want to uh, you want to assume that they will, but like as you talked about, the the PTSD of being a Chicago sports fan is real. And listen, I'm a hedonist. When I when I walk out of this place, the, the the number one thing I want to do is eat a cheeseburger, then drink a chocolate shake, then I probably want to get a massage. Then after that, I want to like you know I, I you know I want to feel good. I like you know all of it, but you can't do all of that all the time. Sometimes we have to. Put I feel it, like the order is you get the massage, then you eat. Okay, that's fine. Great, yeah. great. Let's get it. Let's 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 relax after the show. And Thanksgiving is here, and then we have. I'm a, not giving you a massage. I thank you, and I'm I'm, <laughs> and I'm, I'm, I'm happy for that. Uh, Whatever these are, these are the things that I might you know I gotta whatever. You you get the point. I I like to have fun. I like to enjoy my life. I like to. I want to watch Justin Fields play football. It's yeah. I the, I rather I'd much rather be in here on Sunday from a from a business standpoint. I think it's Ugh. better for the show if Justin Fields is playing. There's a million reasons I want to see him on the field. If Trevor Simeon plays quarterback, there's gonna be like one person watching this show, and it will be my <laughs> yeah. mother. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> right. It's not. It's and not, maybe Trevor Simeon's mother. It, it, yeah, it, we the, the Trevor family can all. Dial in and, and, and go Trevor, go Bears, go Cats. But, you know, it's, but there's a million reasons here why I want to see him play. But I also want the dude healthy so the Bears mm -hmm. can win a Super Bowl. And let's be logical here. And I, and, and when Flus and Poles are sitting down and discussing this, I, ho I would hope that they're having the same exact conversation. And Justin, let have him be in the room, right, Will? I mean, Exactly. I mean, it shouldn't just be one person's decision. And I do think you need to take the future into the equation. That's why I mentioned Ryan Poles, too, when I was talking just a bit ago. I think he should be a part of this decision-making process. Uh, and I know you try to allow the coaches to do some of these game-time personnel decisions, but I think Justin is bigger than just your average guy on your roster to make some of these decisions around. And again, like if you want to just look at it in, in the most black and white terms, Risk versus reward. Like, what's the most you gain from Justin playing? Like, honestly, I'm asking you guys. Like, what is the best thing you gain from it? The best. 
the best thing you could gain is that all of a sudden the passing game is 6% better this week. Chase Claypool gets unlocked. Darnell Mooney feels good. Fields feels good. And they all hit the pillow, their head on the pillow on Sunday night thinking like, wow, we really have this offense figured out and, and we, and we are just super confident on where we're going. That would be the, that I think to me, that's the ultimate win. And so is that worth the risk of potential re-injury, aggravating it, making it more severe, and just put, maybe throwing the off-season schedule out of whack because he's going to have to have surgery on his shoulder? Like, is that worth that risk? And I don't think so. There's plenty of time to build this offense, that passing game. And we can be honest, most of the guys protecting for Justin right now probably won't be here next year. Half, if not more, of the pass catchers may not be here next year. So I don't see how the risk outweighs the reward as of it stands on Wednesday, November 23rd. You can ask me again on Friday, but as of today, that's where I'm at. Well, it's interesting that you mentioned the offensive line, and um, we we have plenty of time for this conversation, and we're coming up towards the end of the show today, so I don't want to go too deep into it. But players that are signed for next year that will be here, most likely 90%. Cody Whiter is signed through 2024. Lucas Patrick is signed for next year. Uh, Tevin Jenkins is signed through 2024. He's not going anywhere. Uh, Alex Leatherwood is signed through 2024. Um, and so is Borum. So Mustafer is a restricted free agent. I think we are probably coming to the end of Sam Mustafer, if I had to bet, in a Bears uniform as they you know rework this thing. Schofield is going to be out the door. Braxton Jones is here on a very cheap deal all the way out till t- through 2025. I, I, I agree with you, Will. It's going to be... Um, there's going to be some moving parts here, but they do have a bunch of guys under contract. So who knows how, what it's all going to look like. But I just think it's an interesting offseason as far as you have all this money, and yes, they're going to go get free agents, but there's going to be some extensions too. Uh, Jalen Johnson comes to mind as somebody that you would probably extend, I would think, and try to get ahead of that. So it'll, that that's a very interesting part to this offseason, not just the draft picks and not just the free agents they're going to get, but who does polls actually want to extend? I mean, that's a good point there, too. I, but when you just think about, like, the Bears cap space and the fact that they just have buku bucks to spend, you can eat some of the dead money if you wanted to move on from a Cody White here. His dead money this year, so 2023's offseason, gets cut in half compared to what it would have been this past summer. So you can easily move on. Did Lucas Patrick actually impress anybody? Not me. Uh, so I, he's someone that I would not just say, yeah, of course, he's going to be our starting center. A, he was never really healthy and available. B, once he got out there, of course, it wasn't great. Like he, When he was splitting reps with Tevin Jenkins, that was the best version of Lucas Patrick that I've seen this season. And for a guy that was supposed to be an upgrade at center, a leader, which I'm not going to question his leadership skills, but if you're not out there on the field, you're, you're overpaying for almost an assistant coach at that point. Yeah, in the chat, you're, you're talking about Doug Kramer, by the way, who, I, who also I think is a very good chance to be a rotational backup piece next year on a very light salary. I just, I just want to wish Will and Nick luck for doing this preview on Friday. And you <laughs> don't know if Justin Fields or Trevor Simeon are going to be uh, quarterbacking the bears. At least, you know, Mike white will be going for the jets though, I guess. Yeah, I already have an idea for that. So like Nick and I, we do our three keys to success, right? I, I think we, one of us has to take with Trevor and the other one has to take with Justin. Yeah, and that way we can kind of hit both sides of the coin there. Always ahead of the curve. Yeah. Look my, at my guy. Mike White. It literally just came to me, so there we go. <laughs> Mike White is a great I'm Hollywood not writer. Lie. Yeah. I, uh, School of Rock, Orange County, uh, White Lotus. 
I, I got to be honest. I got to do a deep dive. On you don't Mike know Mike White? White? I, 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 have you ever seen Orange County? Great movie. I have not seen Orange County. School of Rock is a good movie. You, you, I, I you, love School of Rock. School of Rock. The Jack Black one? Is that what? Or my? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And White yeah, Lotus is the HBO series that's uh, currently running. Great show. Okay. Now we got two things that I. So he's a Jets quarterback and a great writer. So. And he's, he hangs in the pocket, <laughs> and we're going to kill him, and we're going to beat the damn New York Jets, although I think I'm picking him this week. Hey, Will, as we uh, say goodbye here, and anything you want to, just in a Bears world or even elsewhere, thankful for Thanksgiving with Thanksgiving tomorrow. I think we're going to wrap up the show with our thank yous. And by the way, in the chat, feel free. Anything you are thankful for, Bears and or otherwise, would love to see your, your, your Thanksgiving thanks moments here, 2022. What do you got, Will? It's hard not to be thankful for Justin Fields. I'm thankful for Cole Komet's resurgence here in the second half of this season without question. And I'm thankful that the offseason's almost here so we can start building this football team uh, in a way that really should be able to compete. Uh, I understand that this year's been a little frustrating, but I think Ryan Poles did it right with doing this by patience and allowing him all the flexibility in the world this upcoming offseason for agency and building more draft capital too. Uh, and then real life stuff real quick. Thankful for CHGO. I was actually talking to my wife about it like a year ago today. Like we were one week into a newborn. I had to put in like my parental leave and I was just you know getting ready to come back to the nine to five when all of this kind of started to happen. So thankful for CHGO and where we're at, where we're going and just another, you know, another day to be living in life and everyone's healthy. So yeah, all the easy cliche stuff too. But yeah. I think the bear stuff are pretty, pretty spot on. I love it. Thanks, Will. Happy Will, Thanksgiving. Happy Thanksgiving, brother. Hey, thanks. You too, guys. Enjoy the time with the family. Enjoy, of course, Thanksgiving football, and I'll talk to you soon. See you, Will. Beautiful. All right. Loving what's coming on in the chat here. We, we had a super chat to get to. Okay, let's let's do a super chat. Uh, Ramsey's. Let's see. With this being Chicago, we should do the opposite of we ever, whatever we think we should do with the quarterback. The Bears... Have need to toughen up for years. Have faith. All right, R squared. I will take that under advisement that we all need to toughen up and believe. And Tony Moy, who's thankful for Jack Sanborn. I, I it's a fit it's a, <laughs> it is official, Kevin. Yeah. This morning after uh I had my eggs and coffee and whatnot. And your massage. And my I didn't have a massage, which I did. I I have ordered my Jack Sanborn jersey. Really? It is on the way, baby. Did you have to put in the information or was it like pre-made? Was it already up on the site? It was up on the site. Oh, really? I'm not a big jersey buying guy. Yeah. But I just, I've been so Sanborn down the road excited and tweeting and seeing. I think I'm I'm actually at, I'm finally to the point where I'm going to buy Justin Fields jersey. Like I want All right. I got a Trubisky jersey. That did not work out well, although that was a gift. Um, But I, I, like with the Justin Fields, I'm like, all right, I want to get the good one, but I have to make sure that he's the guy. So you waited and, and, and it's a, you, it's, it's safe. So it's on the Christmas list. You ready? Speaking of, I don't think this is going to happen, but, uh, you want to give Justin Fields an extension this offseason? You're not quite there yet. I don't know. I'm not the biggest NFL contract guy, so I don't know like when it's the most beneficial to do do that stuff. Forget about that part. Yeah. You want to extend Fields? You want sure. To, sure, why not? Okay. There it is. We're done. <laughs> Fields extended. What are you what are you thankful for, Kevin Kadick? You head of content leader. You. So this morning I, I took a walk to the coffee shop. It's a beautiful morning in Chicago. Um, and I, I just kind of reminded of, of how much I have to be thankful for this year. I mean, 
this year has been incredible. In March, we, we launched this. Um, in January, uh, this opportunity first presented itself to me, and it was just like me, Jake, and the guys from Denver thinking of like what this could be and, and putting together an amazing staff and, and to see what we've done in just you know eight or nine months has just been incredible. And, and the people that I'm able to work with, you know, um, you know, you, Will, Carmi, Sarah, you're just in this room. And then I, I leave here and uh, it's, it's Lawrence and, and Casey and Jake and the Bulls crew and the Hawks crew and the Cubs and Sox crew. Um, everyone should be like, I've had a couple of great staffs um, in my career. Like I, I started the Kansas City Star, which was kind of like a legendary staff. I worked at Yahoo Sports when we were going toe to toe with ESPN, and that was. And now I get to do it a third time um, in my in my home city um, with people that I've long admired and I've always wanted to work with. Um, so to me, like I'm super thankful for that. And then you just kind of look at like I don't know how many people are watching us right now, but people who tune in, uh, just incredible. I and mean, it's freaking incredible that people have have taken to us and support us and buy tickets to our tailgates and, you know, buy our merchandise and support our sponsors. Like none of that stuff happens if people like aren't buying into all this stuff. Um, and so to know that I have a staff that has bought into everything and that we have an audience that is right there with us, like how can you not be thankful, right? No doubt it's, yeah, that would be uh, where I guess would I would start my side of it. Well, you know, first off, uh, obviously thankful to be here. Thankful, <laughs> thankful for. Uh, uh, I'm thankful you decided to come. That that I, I got to be on board and, uh, you know, sitting down with you and sitting down with Jake and however long ago that was. And I started up in September. So, you mm -hmm. know, it's I, I'm one of the newer people here and it's just been a blast. And where I, you know, I, I get. I get high. I get my hedonistic thing just seeing the chat move. And just right now, Gary and Jailbreak and Daniel and Rob, who's been super supportive and yeah. who I knew back uh, in the fan side of days, just all here. Mark, you, I see you popping up a bunch lately. It's just it's awesome to see it grow. And, like, last night was such a cool event for us, the diehard. Happy um, hour. Happy hour. And just it seemed like everybody was just having such a, a good time. And I was getting mocked left and right, which was uh, – not my favorite thing in the entire world. But, but you know what? Like, the thing is, like, okay, so usually, like, you've worked in a lot of different places. There's egos, and, like, yeah. there's no ego in this place. I, I don't know if, like, maybe, like, we, like, become really successful. Maybe there will be. I don't think that, the, like, the way that we've built this place and the people that we've selected, like, everyone is working together and pushing together, and that's just, like, the super cool part of it. Yeah, it's the the culture at at CHGO and the environment. It's 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 yeah. been it's been a, it's a, been a, a pleasure is is the word. Uh, and from a football standpoint, I mean, I'm I'm so damn happy that we have a quarterback. Uh, it just it yeah. brings a smile to the face. So there's there's always that, and to be able to talk about it is is, is awesome. Matt Nagy, I'm thankful for you, buddy. You're hysterical. I now, laugh. At, I now, laugh. if we work into our Christmas wish list, it's gonna you know it, it's gonna be a couple oh, that's of free a, agent signings on both sides uh, of town uh, uh, for the baseball uh, uh, teams. It's gonna be the Bulls figuring things out and Patrick Williams making a jump. But we'll we'll get there. Right now, we're thankful. Yeah. No. Well, there's there's a there's a lots of things we can ask for. Um, Connor Bedard, that's that's high on my list. Okay. Um, okay. Turning around the Blackhawks. <laughs> Daniel, thank you for calling me a sweet person. I'm going to put on my Shady Rays as we uh, say goodbye here. Yeah. And, yeah, we're not working tomorrow, but uh, we are working Friday. Mm -hmm. and I assume we're not working. No one's working tomorrow, right? No one's working tomorrow. No one's working tomorrow. So we're back on Friday with uh, Nick and Will with the preview. And, of course, uh, we'll 
be rocking and rolling with uh, the pre and post on Sunday from a Bears standpoint. So everybody enjoy their Thanksgiving. Stay safe out there. If you're if you're boozing it up, be responsible. Mm-hmm. Hell's yes. And uh, designated driver, Uber. Yes, I guess from all of us, Sarah. Thank you for producing today. Appreciate it. Sarah's awesome. Uh, always super helpful. But but back at you guys. Thank you to one and all for tuning in today and at any time. We greatly, greatly appreciate you. So bear down, y'all. Happy turkey. Happy Thanksgiving, everyone.